Hi, I'm Michelle with Google, and I am the host of the Realtor Lady podcast. And this podcast is an exploration of the real estate industry with the people who actually work in it. I talk with real estate agents from all across the U.S. We go over the similarities and the differences in our markets, all with the idea to better inform and give people a better idea of what's going on in the real estate market as it's changing. I also talk to vendors, lenders, and people who have other roles in the real estate community, all to better give you an idea of what's going on. Think of it as kind of like real estate commentary instead of sports commentary. And if that's something that interests you and you like to follow the real estate market, tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with the Realtor Lady. Hey, it's Michelle and you are with The Realtor Lady. And uh, today I have a special guest, but they're always special guests. And I uh, go through and I find people who I really think have um, amazing skills and input. And I wanted to talk about the power of home and how we need to make our home a safe space or create a safe space, especially with the 24-hour news cycle that we are found ourselves in. And um, in, the, in the U.S., maybe there's a lot more fear of actually even going out of our home. Thank you very much. Um, so I asked Lynn Leah to be on today. She's an interior designer and she is from London. So, so we've reached across the pond to get a little bit more experience with this. And she's going to talk about making the home a safe space and the value of making your home a sanctuary. But she's also going to talk about how she does that. And then we're going to move into how TV and online media has really made it harder for people to imagine how to create their space. There's just so much information. So she's going to kind of go over that with us today. So welcome. And am I saying your name right, Linlea? No, you're, you're, you're saying right? yeah, a lot of people say it. it's actually Linley. So Linley, yeah, rather than Linlea. But you are not alone. Linley, so. oh, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, hi, thanks so much for having me on. It's uh, one of my favorite topics, talking about how important um, our home is to us. And we all know that, of course, with the madness that we've been through. But I really feel that our homes are really an untapped opportunity and a real secret that can help upgrade our lives. And they've got a lot of power in them. I mean, they definitely have the power to drag us down. Um, you know, if you're at home and you're surrounded by decisions to be made, I mean, I can't tell you how many uh, projects I go to or homes I go to where there's paint patches all over the wall and just having those decisions staring at you and not being made can really drag you down and it's the, it's the niggles that you're it, it makes them harder to it makes them harder to make yeah completely completely exactly if they're if they're coming at you all day all night um it's really it's hard to step away from them it's hard to make those decisions. I mean, another one that I always think of too is that I just feel like in a home that hasn't really been thought through, there are just so many daily niggles. You know, those niggles that just drive you down every day. Like one of the big ones, of course, is storage. You know, kids, families that have got kids and don't have enough storage for their toys and they're busting at the seams or, you know, your top drawer 
in your um, chest of drawers in your bedroom, uh, busting with mismatching socks, all those things niggle at us every day. In fact, I went to, I was at a client's house the other day and she's got a big, beautiful property. It's a, what we would call a double fronted Edwardian property, really lovely property that she's just bought. Huge kitchen, but she wants to do a lot with it. But in this kitchen, she's got a really big island. And the way it was designed, on one side, there is the dishwasher. Um, and there's no storage on that side of the island at all. So every single day when she has to empty the dishwasher, she has to take the crockery from the dishwasher, walk all the way around to the other side of the island to put it away. And it drives her mental, you know, it's those little niggles every day, like, ah, we, we, none of us need this, do we? So I feel like 100% our homes have the power to drag us down. But conversely, of course, they absolutely have the power to lift us up and to recharge us. And I like to think of a home that's working well, kind of like a mobile phone, or you guys would say cell phones, I think, wouldn't you? Is that right? <laughs> I think I'm right. Yeah, we say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's a mobile phone. But if you can imagine, you know, you've been, we've all been in this situation. You've been at work, you've had a really stressful day, or you've been out with the kids and one of them's had a massive meltdown. At the end of the day, you have run out of juice. Like, like a cell phone, you have run out of juice and you're low on battery. And kind of like a cell phone when you come, you know, when you stick it in the socket to recharge it, a home that works for you should be doing just that. It can absolutely recharge you. And I also think while I'm on that zone, that for you guys, if there's definitely lots of Americans who are still feeling, um, um, you know, um, uh, feeling cautious about leaving their homes, when a home works for you, it's kind of like going with my cell phone analogy. It's kind of like when you have a cell phone and you've plugged it into the socket and it stays on 100%, you know, it's kind of keeping you at your optimum the whole time. And I, and I feel like that's, right. what, that's what a home can do for you if it's, you know, if oh, it's working yeah. for you. So it's an analogy. <laughs> it's an analogy that works for me. But yeah, so I suppose... I like, I, your, <laughs> I like your idea though about the... I mean, the dishwasher is such a great example yeah. is that... The problem with that is that you you encounter that little hill. Yes. But when that dishwasher is emptied and you move on to the next task, you forget all about it and don't do anything about it. Yeah. And then the next day you're at the dishwasher again and you're frustrated again. This is because exactly it really right. takes a lot of effort to get from that point A to point B to solve that little issue. And then when you solve it, you move on to the next issue. Yeah. No, so I can see how that's really frustrating. Yeah. And everybody and everybody has those niggles if they if they don't do anything about it. And you're exactly right. It's exactly that, isn't it? It'll be that niggle that morning. You won't do anything about it. And oh my goodness, it's there. And it's that build up, isn't it? That build up of of daily niggles. We need to we need to eradicate them as best we can. And I think as a designer, you know, there's a lot of um, aesthetic that is involved. But if I can eradicate a lot of those niggles, then I am really helping create a sanctuary for people. And so kind of my... my yeah, business, a safe space. Yeah, a safe space. Exactly. And I'd, uh, what I would say is my, um, 
as my business has developed, I sort of come up with three pillars in terms of how I help um, people create these spaces. My pillars that I sort of speak to are creativity, well-being, and giggles. And I like to bring all of that to people's home. I kind of infuse it in everything um, that we do. And Say that again. Creativity. Well, so creativity, well-being, and giggles. <laughs> I call them giggles. And laughter and fun, you know. I feel like those three pillars in a home or in our lives are absolutely key to creating, a, you know, a good foundation for life. So I bring all that to um, the design of homes. And I, and I work with people, I know we sort of spoke about this when we had our quick chat across the pond, but um, I work with clients in different ways. So I, I might do sort of one-to-one consulting for a prestigious home, or I do these deep dives where I can troubleshoot for a few hours, or I do online courses. So there's lots of ways I can access people, but the starting point with all of that is always the same. So for me, starting to help someone, the key point is understanding how people want to feel in their space. That is what it's right, all right. about. So I I always have, as part of my fun, one of the things I always do with clients, you know, in any way that they come to me, is that I have um, a, uh, a list of positive emotive words and I get my clients to sit down take a breath sit down and go through this list I typically if I'm with them one-to-one I'll leave them be so they can have a moment in their space so they're going through this list of fabulous words and just seeing what aligns with them and it's always a real turning point for a client that I can see when they found the right words for them. They're like, this is how I want to feel. And you can sort of see their eyes light up. It's like, my goodness, if I can feel like this in my space, then, you know, we've done a good job. So, and it really comes into play, you know. So, um, so for example. But if they, oh, sorry to interrupt. If they, yeah. if they have trouble, do you ever say, okay, well, well, is there a place that you go? Like, do you have them draw on... Because I know as a realtor, I look at a lot of houses yes. and I go, I go, oh, I kind of like that decor or feeling when I'm in that house. And so do you help them envision spaces that they've been in that they felt good? Because maybe they can't envision it. It's a really good point, actually. And in fact, to be honest, I almost do the opposite because I find that, um, yeah, I almost do because I find that people often just get really overwhelmed with imagery. So this 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 starting point of mine, I literally say we're not looking at any images. I like we're not looking at anything because all of that loveliness is to come. But I really want them to think about because I think people get it's harder for a lot of people to work out what the feeling is with the aesthetic. That's where there's a sort of a juxtaposition. So that's my that's where I come in to help. So I say forget about the way it, I actually say completely forget about the way it looks to begin with at the very starting point. But think about, you know, so typically when they're thinking about a space, I will get them in that space to be sitting in the space that we're going to design, for example. And I will, I'll get them to close their eyes, think about it. And trust me, I've never, ever, ever had anyone 
that can't choose how they want to feel. A million times I've had people that can't choose the way it wants to look, but that's where I sort of step in to, to guide them with the way they want to feel. So, yeah, I do kind of completely <laughs> do the opposite. Michelle, but you've been to so many properties and you get the vibe. So, you know, you're, you're, you're a step up in that world. But for a lot of people, um, it's really, really tricky. And, yeah, we start with how they want to feel. So, for example, Michelle, so I'll give you an example. So, say for, I mean, obviously over COVID, we've all sort of, a lot of people have developed offices at home. But say, say I was going to design an office, I might have one client that might want it to be, like some of the words they might come up with be, might be calm and serene and focused, whereas another client might come up with something like inspired and driven and energised, and that's the vibe, that's how they want to feel when they're working. So it's a lot about how they want to feel when they're doing what they normally do in that space. So as you can see already, we've got one that wants calm and serene, and we've got one that's, woo, woo, we want to get all driven and excited. So they are going to be very, very different schemes. And actually what I find is, you know, once you've settled on those words with the client and they're feeling, you know, really good about, yes, this is for me, that it just really, so, so I mean, on, when I'm doing bigger projects, I'm kind of with them the whole way to guide them. When I've got smaller courses or I'm just helping someone for a couple of hours, once they've got those words, whether it's with or without me, it really helps them decide, you know, make their decisions as time goes through, as time goes on. So, you know, they might be deciding on a sofa or with this or a colour or whatever it might be. And I'll always be like, go back to those words. Is that making you feel that? And I'm quite woo-woo, Michelle. There's a lot of just go and sit in a quiet space, <laughs> away from the kids, turn off the phone, you know, all the stuff. And just think about, is this going to make you feel the way you want? But it's just a really good point to always come back to, to kind of keep you focused and, uh, yeah, and on target. And on target is your growth. Can I jump in with a question? Course, I yeah. notice, um, I look at a lot of design stuff online and I typically not, I don't get overwhelmed because I, I can sort through it. I think probably because I look at a lot of houses, I can probably sort yeah. through yeah. it better, but tell me how is it comforting or a great space when you have huge pictures of people, not photographs, but paintings. And it seems to be a design feature I've been seeing where there's this huge painting of somebody, some random person, and they're huge have you seen that? And I, yeah. So I guess my question is, even if you hadn't seen it, yeah. But a um, uh oh, we're losing you a little bit. Um, yeah, you did go a bit crappy on me there. How are pictures of people? But how does pictures of people, like oil paintings of people, how does that fit into a design space? I mean, it's it so depends on. Uh, it completely depends on the project, doesn't it? For me, um, uh, you know, if I if personally, if I wanted a very relaxed space, that wouldn't be for me. But a lot of it is so 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 individual, isn't it? I mean, it, in fact, do you know what? Well, it was really interesting what you were saying. That it was taking it was taking you off into a 
complete, um, you know, sidetrack because I was thinking about when you were saying that. But I used to do, uh, years ago, I used to do projects in, um, when I very first started interior design, I did projects in Saudi Arabia. I did, um, I did palaces in Saudi Arabia. And I was just thinking about how in Saudi Arabia, you're not, not supposed to have images of, of the, you know, the human form at all. So certainly if we were over there, that wouldn't go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's really, it's really interesting. All the things. Oh, that, wow. Yeah, so no human form, we're digressing, but no human form um, can't have, because there's lots of Islamic patterns, isn't there? You know, they have lots of scrolly um, floral patterns, but you're, you're not supposed to have any um, crosses in any of the patterns. And certainly, I mean, certainly no female form, but not, not any human form at all. So a lot of that, you know, a lot there is a whole cultural thing in that as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I... I it's not something I've particularly used. It's something I've seen around. But I also, to be honest, I'm not one that would jump on a particular trend. And in fact, that's completely not what I do. So the fact that I, the fact that I very much go back to how people feel, I don't want mm-hmm. people. I don't want people to feel like they're supposed to be doing this because they've seen this or they're supposed to be doing that. And so. Here, I don't know what the terminology is necessarily there, but say here it might be whether you like the idea of a Scandi design or a boho design or a retro design. And I feel like when you start throwing those terms around with a lot of people, it's just too much. You know, they're like, I don't know, I just want to feel happy. And really I, as part of my process, not only do I go through how they want to feel, but I also, this is something I feel just gets forgotten all the time that, And it's a basic thing to go back to the space that you're going to be in. And the reality is, I mean, there are some people that are starting from scratch when they're designing, but typically we all have things that we're going to keep. You know, it might be a sofa that we like or it might be something we feel we need to keep or whatever it is. And I always think it's really important to go through, like to not forget the bits that are staying. Because I find this all the time. Someone will show me an image going, I want this. And I'll think, yes, but you've got to, you've got to, a 50s coffee table and you've got a whatever it might be. So it's really important to go back to the pieces that you've got because they, that will help guide the design. So some styles aren't, just aren't going to work with that. So it's really important to go back. Um, and typically what I'll do is I'll say to people, particularly if they're progressing the project on their own, to take really good photos of all the pieces that are staying in the space and say over here for example this is not just the pieces staying in the space it might be we have lots of period properties so sort of victorian edwardian type properties and in there you might have existing fireplaces and they typically they have beautiful tiles but they might be a particular color or particular pattern and so often will people just won't actually take on board what is there and what's going to stay. So again, I'd be like taking photos of elements in the room that are specific to the room and that are definitely going to stay. And with all those elements, A, 100%, you should have them on your phone. So when you're out shopping for things, you don't make a huge mistake. Like, oh, oh that's that really good hit. Yeah. So always have them on your phone. But also it's Size. really... 
Yeah, yeah. It's and actually definitely sizes as well. That's a whole other thing. Like sizes and the images and you know, space so you don't make any huge disasters. But also it's really easy for people today now to just create their own I know it's hard with things that they're adding to the space, but it's really easy to create a little board either on PowerPoint or Google Slides or whatever it might be of just the images of the stuff you're keeping. So you can refer to that just as a starting point um, as well. And for me, that that's that really helps define where you're going uh, with the design. So I would, yeah, so that's how I would typically start. And yeah, the idea of the artwork may be lovely for some, but it wouldn't be sort of a starting point specifically um, for myself. How long does it typically take? So you get them to think about that? Do you give them like a week to do that and then you check back in or how long does that you know what? process no, honestly, take? Coming up with the, coming up with the, 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 um, are you meaning the, the mood board or are you talking about, um, literally coming up with the words? Yes. Yeah. The words? The mood board. Yeah. How, the, yeah. How they want to feel in the, in the property. How, how long does feel? that I mean, kind of take them to? Something that, so if I was, if I was doing sort of a deep dive with someone and just spending a couple of hours with them, I would say on that list, people can come up with with ideas really, I'm going to say 15, 20 minutes, sometimes really quickly. Oh. It's really pop. That's how I want to feel. I've literally never had anyone take more than 15, 20 minutes. It's always quite, do you know what? That feels good. That feels really good. So it's a really... Sorry, go ahead. You're giving them the space to actually say it. So yeah. you kind of open that space up and then they realize that then it kind of seeps in. They go, oh, yeah, that's actually what I do want. Because yeah. up to that I, point, they don't really even know. Exactly. And I feel like as a, as a designer, I feel like it seems to be a less scary question to start with. Because there's a lot of people that if you start with style, it's, it's a bit too, it is, it's too much. It's like, I don't know. I don't know yet. It's intimidating. Let's, let's, let's start it. And actually, as I say, for me, it's, you know, it's, it is about exactly how you want to feel. So when you come home, so like I'm talking with my mobile phone analogy, if feeling serene and calm and focused or whatever it is you want to feel, if when you, you know, come home and you plug yourself into your home, you are feeling that way, then, you know, I've done my job and, and you're recharged and you're ready to go. And if you come home and you're not fe- feeling the way you want to feel, then you kind of, you never get to reboot, do you? You never, you know, it's mad out there, isn't it? It's busy, it's crazy. And if, you're, if, if yeah. your home is another thing to wind you up, um, you never actually get to properly reboot, do you? I also think too, you know, I mean, I don't know how much you guys are going out, but say, you know, we're all getting into well-being a lot more and people might be going out to join meditation groups or go for a massage or go to the gym or whatever it is that makes them, or go to to the, well, we would go to the pub and have a drink. (laughs) But whatever it is that makes people feel good, I mean, all of that is brilliant. Of course, it's brilliant. Unless you have too many drinks at the pub, but that's a whole other story. But if you're out doing whatever <laughs> makes you feel good and then you come home to a space that doesn't make you feel good, all that good stuff you've just done, you kind of, it just disappears. I just, I feel like, you know, our home is, 
It's our foundation. And it's kind of our tapping in point, you know, our touch point to come back to all the time. It's like, okay, I'm all right. I'm good. Let's go. We can do this, you know. When I um, show houses sometimes in Santa Cruz, a lot of our houses are very um, dilapidated or not really updated or, and we have this other element is about seven months out of the year, maybe even sometimes eight, maybe that's a bit much, but people are outside. So it's actually the outside space that becomes their comfort zone or maybe the beach or the ocean as it were. So I have to tell people, not everybody's concerned about their health house and how it looks and taking care of it, if it can just do enough to, you know, clothe them, feed them, sleep them till they can get back in the water or they can get back on the trail. There's also that element too. That's really interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of people who they just, yeah, they're just outside. So you'll go to their house and or I'll show their house and and I have to explain, no, that these are people who are their home just has a, a very perfunctory use and that's just to shelter them. And then the, the rest of it is somewhere else. So there is that element. I understand it's not going to be designed. It's not going to be for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, coming in from the, other side, the other side of the pond, of course. And um, we're lucky to get three good months of summer really. And it's all back to the home. So Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> so how has TV and online media changed the way people interact with you about how they want to design their home or, or change their home? Yeah. What, what do I they would, tell you? Is it, Pinterest? Yeah. I think we talked about Pinterest. Yeah, we did a bit, didn't we? I mean, I would say when, yeah, when you say TV and online, definitely there is, Certainly over here, and I, you know, I, I deal with a lot of Australian clients as well. Um, it'd be nice to go and double with you lot out there. That would be gorgeous. But I would say, like with so many things, I feel like the overwhelm is real. That's just so much information that it can be. I get a lot of clients that feel, you know, swamped. There's just, it's too, it's too much information to the point where, when people are so overwhelmed and so swamped that, you know, it creates inertia. They just don't know what to do, so they don't do anything really. So I do come, you know, I come. a lot of people come to me when they've been wanting to do something for such a long time and just got themselves in a real pickle and not knowing, you know, what to do. I feel like they, you know, they're scrolling and scrolling, image after image. There's all sorts of information online about what, when that's another thing I come across a lot it's like how do I structure this project you know lots of googling what am I supposed to do when just feeling overwhelmed um about all of that and I think I bet it's the same in the states as well a lot of what you see in books and online and in television they're quite they're often made you know beautiful properties uh, often in mansions and glossy, fabulous things. And a lot of people are like, well, I want to make my house better. How does all that relate to me? You know, how can I, how can I take a bit of that? Um, and I think the other thing I always find with clients is there's a lot of clients that just feel really, really like they don't have a creative bone in their body. And when they're looking at, and it might be on Instagram or it might be on, you know, Pinterest as well. 
um, everything's gorgeous and glossy and fabulous and it just makes them feel really rubbish because they don't feel, you know, creative. So, yeah, I don't know. I find, I find the home thing really um, interesting because I suppose as a designer I've studied it and I've worked in this world for a long time and I, I always find it slightly bizarre that lots that most people, because they live in a home, um, feel like put this pressure on themselves that they feel like they should be able to do their home renovations. You know, it kind of doesn't come with a guidebook that you should. Like, I, I kind of think I mean, just so because people, they're a homeowner, they should be an instant designer. Completely, and I just think don't put that pressure on yourself. It's okay not to know it all, and there are people out there like myself that offer services at different levels that can just give you enough input to keep going if, you know, if that's all you need. I, I, I always think too, I said this to my hairdresser actually, just, and of course over, over lockdown here, we all had to cut hair, but say for example, I saw an image of a, you know, a, a really cool haircut that I wanted. I wouldn't assume just because I've got hair that I could cut it like that. I always think like that about a home. That's a great analogy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, just because you have hair doesn't mean you know how to cut it or color, exactly. or color it. God, people you know, don't know how to color their hair. very multi-layered. Why on earth? Why on earth should everyone know how to, you know, how to do their innovations? But yeah, no, that's so- a good point. I was actually with a home inspector last night and the home inspector was talking to the clients about the house and kind of going over and kind well, of looking for things home, that were wrong with, with the house. Oh, sorry. I didn't oh, mean- sorry. That's someone who, home inspector I don't is. know what you tell me. What yeah. I don't know what you call them there. It's, um, someone who looks at the house and tells the buyer what they might expect in terms of repairs in the coming okay. years yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. We what, do you, what do you call uh, them there? So we have, um, we would go and have what we would call a home survey. So somebody would go and do exactly that. It's like, oh, the roof is rotten, the da-da-da. So it would be, yeah, a home home surveyor. Similar thing, got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was with, with, the, with the buyers and I was with what we call a home inspector. Yeah. And it hit me that the buyers were really looking for someone to basically under, um, explain what was under the hood. What's yeah. going on? How how are houses constructed? Yeah. Like they were going to be a homeowner and they wanted to know really more nuts and bolts. We actually spent a lot of time on what was considered wrong or, you know, defle- yeah. defects or flaws. But I saw them learning basically how the motor runs. Yeah. yeah. And so, so when I think about design with you, I think there's probably got to be a certain point where you help them understand how it functions, what yeah. it does, not yeah. just, you know, all the the elements to bring it all together. And just because you got keys to the house doesn't mean you would know how to, how to do yeah. all that. Why should you? Why should you? Right. And it's great. And actually, to be honest, what I love, and, and that's part of how I've developed my business, because I, I used to, because I used to work, so I used to do hotel design. So I used to design big five-star hotels. I did lots of sort of four seasons hotels and lovely things. And we would design, you know, design the hotel and hand it over and that would be lovely. Um, you know, there were great projects to work on. But actually, as time went on, I realized that I don't want to just design for people like that. What I really, really love is teaching people design so that they can take those tools in their own home 
Um, and exactly what you right. said, learn what's under the hood, take these skills because they are, because, you know, they'll, they'll be earning an, another set of keys in five years, 10 years. And I love sort of really, you know, diving deep with them. So they learn, you know, they learn how to design and that they can take those skills with them. So that to me is these days is, um, yeah, is a lot more exciting than a very, very fabulous budget to design very, very fabulous hotels. Although that was quite good at the time. <laughs> but yeah, I love, yeah, I think. But well, you, I, you, you mentioned and I, you mentioned and I loved it though that you said that you would help people design stuff and they they didn't really appreciate it. Um, oh yeah, I, I, there's just people who that. have a lot of houses and yeah, I did. You're right. I mean, not that they didn't appreciate it. It was just like that's great. You did your job, and then they move on yeah, where it's yeah, fun to work kind of one on one and help transform the space that's for right. them to a, see right. that transformation. It was what you're talking about is exactly, yeah, we did mention that, didn't we? So it was, so when I did my hotel design, I then went on to like really high-end luxury design. And it was in a place called Pimlico, which is in the centre of London, really lovely, lovely area. And it was a foreign investor that I designed this fabulous property for. And they were really busy um, and we only met with them a couple of times. So you try and get as much information as you could. And, you know, there was always surrounded by people wanting him and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so we, so I spent over a year designing this and I put my heart and soul into this project. It was beautiful and it was great. And he turned up with his lovely wife and they were a gorgeous couple. They're really lovely. But as time went on, I realized that as a foreign investor, they had properties all around the world. They had a lot of properties. So we were just one of many fabulous properties. And they walked in, looked around, said exactly what you said. They were like, oh, thanks, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, oh. (laughs) You know, I was like, "I, I need more. I need to connect more with people and make a difference in their lives. And I was just one of many, you know, many many fabulous properties and yes you're right it was at that point that's when because I was still working for other people at that point it was at that point I was like do you know what I want to work with people sort of with people not for people and really get stuck into the nitty-gritties of what they of what they need and you know as the way I work now I get to know the families really well we sort of really you know dive deep into what they need and what makes what makes them tick and what works for them bit nicer than all the tadara I used to do. Tell us about your home healing starter kit and then move into your your online classes. I I would think that even from over here, they I mean you're online, we could check it out. Things online, everyone could do it. You're exactly right, Michelle. So yeah, I've got um so I currently have a like I was saying I really want to teach people step by step how to um how to be able to design in their own home. I've got a six-week online design course and it's called Create Your Home Vibe. So it's all about how you want to feel in your home. And it's a sort of set up a six weeks. It's got six modules, but of course, because it's online and it's video lessons, you can take it at your own time and pause when you need to. But it really talks through um, we start with planning and sort of designing your space in an intentional way. And then the next week is all about discovering your own style. And that's where we really dig into how you want to feel and how that translates into the way it works aesthetically. And then I talk about 
sourcing your pieces. So it's all the stuff about comfort and proportion and how things work. And I dig into upholstery and case goods and lighting and sort of demystify the whole shebang. Now I talk about colour schemes and curtains and blind cushions because that's a whole world that people don't know about. Then fifth is we've got paint, colour palettes and flooring. And then finally we wrap up with final touches, which is when I'd be doing things like the artwork and the accessories. And we have all sorts of great tips on gallery walls and and using pieces that are really important to you and how to bring that all together. So that's a brilliant course um, that can be accessed online. And right at the moment, it's video lessons only, but what I am absolutely planning to do post-summer and kids and trips away and all of that, um, I'm going to add support groups to that. So I'm going to have weekly Zooms and Facebook groups so that people can, you know, ask me in detail for specific help on their project. So that's brilliant. And what I'm doing, you also mentioned my um, home healing starter kit. Now that is something that I'm just working on actually. And, and it's another layer of, because I want to be accessible to everybody. I really do because I think everybody deserves um, you know, good design in their home. So there's definitely, definitely different layers of access to me. And this home healing starter kit that I'm, that I'm working on is something that's going to be, I'm, I'm putting it out there at say it's 47 pounds and in my, in my world, which I think is mid fifties in your world. So it's something that's really accessible in terms of price and, and it, there's a lot of good value in there. So it's, um, it's a masterclass. And in fact, you know what, I've just been working on, will you indulge me, Michelle? Cause I've been working on the copy of this. And if I could read a little bit of it, it would sort of let people know, a, a little bit about the product, yes. but, more, but more about how I actually feel about design and how I want to get it out there to people. So I'm going to thank you. Of course. <laughs> Just read it here because yeah. I've got it right here. So um, what I've been putting together is this, this home healing starter kit, and I'm describing it as the 90-minute masterclass to easily and effortlessly bring interior magic to your space. And this, then I go into something that, I feel really helps explain how I feel about interior design. So I really wish interior design wasn't called interior design because it splits people into two camps, those that would absolutely use an interior designer and those that wouldn't even think of it because interior design is for TV shows and magazines and people that live in mansions and carry around dogs called Fifi in their Gucci handbags. What? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a dog called Fifi? Right. I better check at this point. <laughs> what <No> if <laughs> what if interior design was called something else instead? How about home healing, home love, family love? Now we're talking. A bit of that sounds pretty darn fabulous. I don't want you to feel rubbish and be surrounded by decisions to be made in your home that you have no clue what to do about. We say no to a home that feels like a battleground. Let's kick that overload to the curb. I want you to get up in the morning and feel better than you did before you met me. I want your spark to have been lit. I want your home to feel like a big squeezy hug from your best friend rather than a never-ending wine from a hideous windbag for it to make you feel fabulous and organized and yay. <laughs> windbag. For it to provide a sanctuary for you to chill out and recharge. And yes, honey, to keep you in flow. <laughs> 
So that's what I've been working on. Yeah, it's a little mini course. It's really going to tap into four touch points that's going to make a huge difference in people's homes. And, you know, it's accessible, affordably, uh, you know, affordable and accessible. So when that product's together, you know, got together, I'm going to be putting that out there as well. So I can reach everybody, which will be really lovely. <laughs> I, I love that because that really encompasses what I think a house should do. It really should give you a hug and recharge you. And yeah. it it should be a sanctuary. And I, I just, I, I love that. And I, oh, I if I could just go promote that. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, in my description of what I do is I, my whole job is ultimately to make you happier in your space. So if yeah. I'm selling your house and helping you buy another one or move away or, but ultimately my goal is to make you happier. Yeah. Yeah. We've and got that should be in your home. Because that is, <laughs> that's, that's my goal, happier. Exactly. Right. That's what we're trying to do. That's exactly. Yeah. What healing, healing through home. Yeah. So where do they find all this great stuff? So I uh, probably the best place to go is my website. So that is www.linleyweststudio.com. Okay. I'm assuming, are you going to put pop this in on the on the podcast so they have details or would you like it? It will be in the one? show notes. It'll be in yes. the show notes, yeah. So that's a good yeah, place I to have, do. Yeah, I have everything. Or find you on Instagram. That's the other one, yeah, because I am I'm an Instagram girl. That's where I hang out with all my loveliness. I know I've talked about feelings and all the gorgeous, but there'll be lots of gorgeous things to be seen too. So yeah, I'm um, at Lindley West Studio, L-E-A, West Studio. And actually, if they go on there, um, there's the link in my bio takes them to all the good stuff. So I've got I've got blogs to the courses to all the lovely stuff. So yeah, if you're on Instagram, that's the best place to go. If not head to the um, website. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. I want to uh, thank you for being a guest today. It was so fun. And I, it's just such a favorite subject of mine to talk about where people can find um, a good, comfortable, you know, sanctuary yeah. and, and make people feel better. That's, yeah, that's always just... It's a great, and for me, it's a great way to start the day. But for you, what it's is a it? Way it's to end the uh, day. Almost six. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, you're going to end your day. Yeah. This, this has been really fun. Oh, it's been lovely. It's been really Thank nice you. to you. And great, you know, really great chatting to you. It's one of my favorite subjects, too. So that was, it was a great topic you wanted to talk about. So, yeah, amazing. Thank you, Michelle. You are so welcome. <laughs> Hey, it's the Realtor Lady, Michelle Replogle. Is there a subject you would like me to explore in real estate or maybe about Santa Cruz? Feel free to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you'd like me to help you buy or sell real estate, that's also something that I do. You can contact me on Instagram, Live the Santa Cruz Life, or on my website, michellesellsforyou.com. That's with one L. My Facebook page, Live the Santa Cruz Life as well. Or check out my YouTube channel, Live the Santa Cruz Life with Michelle Replogle, and my email, michelle at michellesellsforyou.com. I would love to hear from you.